0: You just have to advocate for what is right for you and your baby. You're going to be that child's advocate for the rest of their life. And so whatever you feel is right in your heart, you just have to go with it and you have to stick up for that. Not everybody's going to agree, but in the end, it doesn't really matter. They're not the ones that are parenting your child. Mama! Welcome
1: to Mama Has Goals. Your weekly reminder that you shouldn't have to sacrifice your dreams to take on the role of mom. I'm Kelsey Smith, mom of two boys, wife, and entrepreneur who's passionate about helping other moms, current and aspiring, to reimagine mom life. I'm bringing you the resources, support, and relatability to debunk that limiting belief that you may have about your ability to achieve your goals while raising a human. We're covering everything from mom guilt, marriage, relationships, careers, finances, mental health, physical health, you name it. Your life doesn't have to fully shift once you become a mom. You can have it all and we'll show you how. Hey, mamas. Thanks for tuning in this week to Mama Has Goals, your weekly reminder to reimagine mom life and rediscover your multifaceted self. I'm Kelsey Smith, and I'm always so excited to be here with you. Having you pop your headphones into your ears or play this through the car while you are navigating your life alongside motherhood is so special to me. If you are new here, I want to give a brief overview of what Mama Has Goals is because it is so much more than a podcast. We are doing some really epic things right now. You can find us on Instagram at Mama House Goals. You can find us in our phone app, Mama Has Goals. It's a free phone app. Go and download from your app store. We are doing a really epic 46-day woman-owned business giveaway for all of our app users. So you have a huge opportunity to win a really awesome product from a woman-owned business. Anything from breathwork to sweatshirts to cups to supplements all sorts of different things. I could name so many hairbrushes, perfume, everything. So go into the phone app, click download, introduce yourself in the all the mamas group to enter that. You can also join us on Instagram every Monday for a live where we talk about different things that women in our communities are navigating. You can join us on Tuesdays on Zoom for our co-working and goal checking call. So send me a message if you have any questions and a different way that you can dive in. I am super excited to have Stephanie Nugent on our show today. Stephanie is a registered nurse health practitioner, international board-certified lactation consultant. She spent 20-plus years caring for women in all stages of life, but her true passion has been educating and supporting moms on their breastfeeding journey. Stephanie is the founder of Modern Milk in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I absolutely loved our conversation today. While we do start off talking a little bit about breastfeeding and that journey, we are definitely pro-fed is best here at Mama House Goals, and however you choose to feed your family, we love This conversation is about so much more than breastfeeding. We talk about motherhood. We talk about life. We talk about choices and choosing. We talk about standing up for yourself. We talk about so many good things in this conversation. So I cannot wait to welcome Stephanie to the show. Stephanie, I'm so excited to have you here. We were just chatting before we clicked to record about my own journey with breastfeeding. And while we're gonna touch on breastfeeding a little bit today, we're really gonna talk about just overall all the things that people navigate in motherhood, how you can support them in Stephanie's journey into her motherhood journey, as well as her business. Stephanie, I would love to just jump in right there. You have created such an amazing community for women through Modern Milk. Can you tell me a little bit about where this originated from and especially your term namaste? I'd love to hear a little bit more about that too.
0: Yeah. Well, first, Kelsey, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be a guest. So my background is in women's health. So I was a labor and delivery nurse, postpartum nurse, women's health nurse practitioner. I did all of that before having kids. And so when I had my first daughter, I really struggled not only with breastfeeding, but just feeling isolated and motherhood in general. And so I figured things out. I talked to my friends and I, but I was kind of like okay, I'm in this world and I have connections and I still am struggling to find help. Like what do other people do? Um, so this was about 11 years ago. So just I have two daughters, they're nine and 11. So this was with my first daughter, actually almost 12 years ago. So I figured things out. But then I I just felt isolated. So I signed up for like every class you can think of every little gym class, every music class, I would, my daughter was in little little gym, she was probably like two months old, just like laying on the mat doing nothing. But I was like, I just want to meet some people and get out of the house. So finally, um, at a music class, I met a really great group of moms. And we all clicked and we just became really good friends. And um, we would hang out all the time. Our kids were the same age and and then we all started having our second kids around the same time together and again I you know I have a background in breastfeeding this was when I was starting to feel confident I was like okay this is my second baby I know what I'm doing here this should be easier and I still struggled and my friends really helped me out and I and I started to think about that concept even more like what do other people do like what if there was a place you know what if it didn't feel so medical going to get help? What if it was like you could have a community and other moms supporting you and just have the resources that you needed? Maybe I could use my expertise and my connections here in the Valley with all of the nurses that I know and the doctors and physicians. And so I came up with a concept of Modern Milk. My husband and I actually wrote up a business plan and we just decided to do it. So when we opened Modern Milk, my kids were little, they were three and one. So I was in the thick of it and still breastfeeding my youngest one. And that's kind of what got the ball rolling for me was just wanting to create that community and that support part of modern milk. We have a lot going on there, but one of the aspects we have is fitness. So we do like, we call it mama yoga, but pre and postnatal yoga, we have mama fit. We have like a pelvic floor and core class. So we have a lot of different things in addition to lactation and education classes. And so we came up with a term, no stay to kind of highlight our yoga classes, just kind of a fun little way to, yeah. um, you know, bring the mom into our yoga. But yeah, we've really we've been open for almost eight years. So we've really kind of evolved along the way. I've learned a lot. I was not an entrepreneur when I started. I was a very medical background type person that checked their emails maybe once a week and they were all from Bath and Body Works. So <laughs> I really had to learn a lot stepping into this new role. My husband is totally a business guy, entrepreneurial mindset has the answer to everything. So he really helped and coached me grow this business. In the beginning, he took on a lot of it. Like he was even doing our Instagram, trying to like be my voice. Oh, good job, girl. (laughs) And now that my kids are older, like once they started school full time, I felt like I really could delve in and take everything on my own. And he took a backseat for a lot of that stuff. But it was hard in the beginning, juggling motherhood and a business and all of that.
1: Yeah. Because just like motherhood, when you decide to start a business, the first time you become a mom, it's something you've never done before, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a total learning curve. And you have to learn some things take a long time to learn. And some things are like, Oh, no, I've got this. And I absolutely love that he supported you. And he was there for that. But I think that I would guess that because you were so passionate about this, because you knew that this is something that you had experienced, this is something you had gone through. And also he had witnessed that. He had seen you say, you know, I just, there needs to be support. Like I have these resources, but so many people don't. And I'm still looking for support to be able to have this. I love the heart behind all of it. So let's talk a little bit about what some of the moms experience when they come to Modern Milk. So there's the fitness portion of it, but what are some of the transformational moments that you see with some of these women and how some people come in with the support that they need and what do they receive?
0: We've really changed and evolved over the past few years. We've tried different classes and and all sorts of different things. So for lactation, so there's three of us lactation specialists there. So We have appointments every day of the week. We have a breastfeeding support group. We have educational classes about breastfeeding. So we definitely support moms in their breastfeeding journey from that aspect. We have our educational classes, which a lot of them take before baby. So we get a lot of new parents taking a birthing class or a newborn class. We have classes for after baby. So like sleep class, a potty training class. We have a ton of different classes to kind of hit on Every pain point that you might experience with your newborn or your toddler. And then probably my favorite thing that has come out of Modern Milk is something called Happy Mom School. I mentioned that group of mom friends that I met when my daughter was little. Um, I met them at that music class. But that was like awkwardly trying to like interject (laughs) myself into their, their little group. Hey, how do you know each other? um, are you going to lunch? Can I go? Right. Um, so I really had to put myself out there to like make mom friends. I wanted moms to have that experience. I wanted them to have friends and support in that first year of motherhood because it changed my life. I am still friends with those moms and I, I just, when I look back on a first year of motherhood, that's one of the things I really think about is how much fun we had, how much we laughed, how much we screwed up and supported each other. And we had no idea what we were doing, but it all turned out okay. Um, so I wanted moms to have that because motherhood can be lonely and yeah. it's a big transitional time. So I came up with this concept, Happy Mom School, and it re- we really hit the nail on the head right from the very start. So I think we started Happy Mom School about five or six years ago, but it's an eight week mommy and me group essentially. So we group the moms by their baby's birth date. So they're all kind of going through the same thing at the same time. We'll have anywhere from 10 to 15 moms in a group. Their babies are usually within like, you know, two to six weeks of each other. And they come once a week, they bring their baby, we have a group leader that kind of leads the group. And we start off with sharing. We do a conversation and we share our highs and lows for the week and we kind of get a conversation going and everybody gets a turn to share. And then um, we have a different speaker come in and talk to the moms each week about something relevant to their baby or to just postpartum. So it might be um, tummy time or newborn sleep or baby wearing or postpartum mental health. So we have a ton of different expert speakers that come in and people learn a lot from that. But I will say the biggest takeaway and when we send out the surveys, what the moms love the most is just that community and that connection. And so many of those moms have created like lifelong friendships. We have groups that go on a yearly mom trip together or their kids are starting kindergarten together. And it's just so cool to see that because I really feel like we're we're changing their lives because of it, you know, because it just is so much better than sitting home alone with a newborn. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And it's hard to find those classes. So let's say, you know, in the Phoenix, Scottsdale Valley of Arizona area, you're obviously the best for that, right? Everyone should go to
0: Modern Milk. I mean, I think so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But if, but let's say someone's not in that area, what is the first thing that they can do when they jump off of this podcast to try to find something similar to where they are? What is like the term that they should search? Is there, like, can they call labor and delivery? What is the best way for them to try to find some Don't don't call labor and delivery. (laughs) Don't call labor and delivery.
0: (laughs) They'll be so annoyed of you as they already have calls of people going into labor. If you need lactation help, there's a great place um, that you can go to online called the Lactation Network. What they do is they have thousands of lactation specialists contracted through them to take insurance. So we contract with them. So you can go on there and you can find a a lactation consultant near you, um that potentially would be covered under your insurance. They don't take every insurance, but even if they don't work with your insurance, you could still find somebody that is close to you for lactation. I would talk to your pediatrician as far as like, if you need lactation support, mom groups, baby classes, like my pediatrician was really good about giving me that information. I would Google mom and baby classes. I would Google mom groups. La Leche League sometimes has local groups. I would say that may not be for everyone, but usually a, a pretty holistic type group. So you have to be in that mindset and really um, into wanting to breastfeed. And if, the, if you're going to go to one of their groups, but some baby music classes are one of the first things that you could do with your baby. I loved them. They were so much fun. My kids loved them. And a lot of times you, some will have new newborn classes and that's a good place to meet other parents Baby swim classes, a lot of swim schools. I mean, I'm in Arizona, so swimming is really big out here, but a lot of the swim schools will do free classes like zero to six months. You know, Little gym type classes are a good place to meet moms. I mean, not everywhere is gonna have like a mom group. Some hospitals do have like a mom type group, a postpartum group. Um, I know here there's a few hospitals that do that as well. So I would start there. And if you don't Mm -hmm. have you know, something similar in your area, maybe you should start one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely recommend that. And starting one that works for you. I mean, literally mama has goals. Like I love the meetups and there is something that's different about in person, right? So finding something in person that you can be a part of. But when I stepped into motherhood, every mama and me class I found was Tuesdays at 10 a.m. And I was like, I have work (laughs) during that time. Like when I'm on maternity leave, maybe I can get through some of those. But during that time, I really just wanted to kind of hang out and, you know, walk around and meet with my circle that I had. And then when I got back to work where I really needed that support, I was like, I can't make any of these. And it is challenging. It is challenging. And I think you can make it work if you prioritize it. Like you said, there are a lot out there. And if you do the groundwork and you find something, and if not, you can find like two or three moms in your local Facebook group or your peanut app to find someone to connect with and go for a walk and you can connect on platforms like Mama Has Goals. But I think Modern Milk offers something virtual. Why don't you talk a little bit about that for anyone that isn't in Arizona? How can they tap into your community virtually?
0: Yeah. So we did so much stuff virtual during the pandemic, and we would be like switching between virtual and in-person and going back and forth. And we always had those that loved online. And then we had, like you said, the moms that loved in-person. and so. We've shifted and we're now mostly in person because I do really like that. But the one thing that I'm really proud of that I've worked hard on all last year was an online breastfeeding course. So um, since this is kind of my specialty, I teach a monthly breastfeeding class at Modern Milk. um, But what I noticed was that so many people were taking that online class, the online breastfeeding option during COVID. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm gonna actually produce this course and I'm gonna give lots of resources. And so that's one thing that we've kept from our online offerings. And so it's it's called the breastfeeding class and you can find it at modernmilk.com. It's everything you need to know to prepare for breastfeeding. Plus I have um, all of the notes that you can download as well as like a breastfeeding diary, like a tracking guide. And that's all included. And the videos are short. They're like mini videos that are like two to six minutes, all with separate subjects. So you can go through and you can watch it from start to finish. It's about an hour and 40 minutes, or you can pick and choose and watch the videos that pertain to you. So I have a lot of moms that will buy the course before baby arrives and, and prepare. And then once they have baby, then they can go back and say, Oh, I want to watch that latching video again. I want to watch, you know, this video again, because I'm struggling here. So you have lifetime access to the videos. And um, I really tried to touch on the things that I think are most important when preparing for breastfeeding, because you think it's going to be easy. You think the nurses are going to help you. They might, but they might not. Um, you think your pediatrician going to help you. You may not get much support there because lactation specialists have so much training in breastfeeding that they're really the ones that are going to spend the time with you. Um, so what all, what I recommend to new moms, take a breastfeeding course. You're already going to be way ahead of the game just by doing that. You're going to know what you're getting into. You're going to know when something isn't working and you're kind of going to have an idea if and when you need to reach out for help, but then also kind of have a plan of who you're going to reach out to. So maybe connect with a lactation specialist or know some numbers in your area and Contact them and say, hey, if I want to reach out to you once my baby's here, how many days in advance do I need to book an appointment or or what's that going to look like and kind of have a plan? Because when you need breastfeeding help, like you need it right away. If you're mm-hmm. if you have cracked sore nipples, I don't know if you've ever been there, Kelsey, but it's like you don't want to wait a week to get help. You want yeah. like help now.
1: yeah. And I definitely went to the internet for support when I needed it. And I think that that's the next thing I'd love to touch on is like, you may not be in a space that you're currently breastfeeding, right? Like if you're listening, you might be like, that's not part of my journey. I don't want it to be. I don't know if it is or it already was and I'm done with it type of thing. But this conversation is really more about just how do you find the resources and support you need and how do you support others in their journey as well, right? So breastfeeding is difficult and it's something that Unless you're in it or you're really passionate about it, at least from my experience, a lot of people didn't talk about it until you needed that help, right? Like just what you were saying is you go into it maybe knowing if it is or isn't for you. You're going to have a baby you've thought about, okay, yep, I am going to try to breastfeed or I do want to breastfeed or it's something that you're like, nope, I don't think I'm going to take that path and that's okay too, But once you've made that decision, it might not go down the way you expected it to. So having those resources when you do get home and it's the middle of the night and you can't get a latch and you don't know who to talk to and you don't have that course in your pocket, being able to say, okay... I, this is something I want to do. How can I get the support that I need? So your online course is a great thing. I know I spent a lot of time on Kellymom.com at the time that yeah, I that's had a baby that I was trying to figure out how long can the milk sit on the counter or what can, what do I need to do? Um, and the other uh, resource community that that will link down below the lactation network, if you could just say that one more time.
0: Yeah, the Lactation Network is great to help you find somebody in your area that might be covered by insurance or just to connect you with a lactation consultant.
1: Amazing. And I know that once you maybe make the decision to do really anything in life, one of the biggest things that can set us back is the opinions and the feedback we get from others, whether it's starting a business. Maybe you got that when you started Modern Milk. Maybe it was your breastfeeding journey, even just deciding to have kids or how you choose to parent. There are always so many opinions. I would love for you to give a little bit of advice on when you make a decision in motherhood, whether it's breastfeeding, not breastfeeding, whatever it is, and maybe you're getting feedback that you don't agree with, or you're getting feedback that's making you question your decision. What are some of the ways that you help support your moms, or maybe you've navigated yourself to really stand strong in the decision you're making in your motherhood journey? What are some ways that you can come back and like feel confident in your decisions?
0: You know, that's a good question. And I am not always the most decisive person. So I think about everything way too much. I drive my husband crazy. What about this? What about this? I mean, you're making these decisions constantly throughout your kid's life, right? No matter what it is. And us as moms, we just, we worry, we have mom guilt. And we always wonder, do we make that right decision? So I think when you're talking about early on becoming a mom, you just have to Advocate for what is right for you and your baby. You're going to be that child's advocate for the rest of their life. And so, whatever you feel is right in your heart, you just have to go with it and you have to stick up for that. Not everybody's going to agree, but in the end, it doesn't really matter. They're not the ones that are parenting your child. So, having a good support system of friends or Sisters, or anything like that, where you guys can support each other and reassure each other. I mean, nothing's ever going to be perfect, right? But you need somebody to say, like, hey, it's okay. Like, this happened to me too. Or having somebody just to share with, I think for me was really helpful. And sometimes it's just like, hey, does your kid do this? Yeah, mine too. Oh, okay, good. Um, Now I feel better. But yeah you know, learning how to be that advocate for your child what, when they're a baby and you're feeding them is no different from when they're in fifth grade and you're in the principal's office with them and you're having to advocate for whatever happened there. So yeah, you just, you just kind of have to find that voice and not worry about what other people say. Easier said than done. But one thing I will touch on that relates to that is um, social media. So I think social media can be very helpful in some ways. But I also think as a new mom, it can be not detrimental, but it just can mess with your head when it comes to parenting because you can there is so much parenting information out there. And if you're following all these different mom accounts, you're going to see conflicting information. You're going to see people with very strong opinions. And if you're putting stuff out there on your own social media, where you're getting negative comments, like that's going to affect you as well. So I usually try to tell new moms, like, don't scroll too much. Don't invest too much time in what these people are, are saying on social media, because it's not always true. And sometimes it's hurtful information. And sometimes it just doesn't, apply to what you're going through
1: yeah yeah you know you just reminded me of something that we've talked about on the podcast before but have you ever heard of maslow's hierarchy of needs oh yeah so it's a pyramid for those that are unaware listening that really we talk through like the needs that we need as a human. So it the very basic needs are like structure, safety, like making sure you're like in a roof, you have a roof over your head type of idea, all the way up to like your self actualization and like really how you can become who you are and all of that. And we as parents have to go through that journey. And I actually believe we go through it through different seasons, right? Like we work our way up through that pyramid in every situation that we navigate in life and every journey. And then we then hold hands with our children through their journey of their needs. And we help provide support where we need to. And I think when I go back to like my parenting journey, you know, my oldest right now is four. So I'm still kind of in those beginning ages. But when I think back to like how I'm making decisions and what those are, I really have to kind of go through those layers in my head subconsciously. I don't sit there and go, okay, are we hitting this layer of needs? Are we hitting this layer of needs? But when I think about like when I feel confident in my decisions, I say like, okay, my providing a need in this way? Am I supporting a need in this way as a parent? Where is my child safe? What are the basic safety needs that I provide here? And everyone has opinions on what makes your kids safer. But do you feel confident in your decisions that you have these safety home needs? Do you feel confident that you're providing each level of that need? And if you feel confident in that need and that that you're providing that, then I think you should feel confident in your decision. And if that's how you can break it down and just say, okay, do I feel my child is safe in their home in this way? Do I feel my child is safe in their heart and brain in this way? Do I feel that my child is safe in communication and speaking in this way? And only you can answer that question, yes or no. But if you're able to answer the question, yes, then it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And if you come back and you say, OK, well, you know what? I learned from this because motherhood's a learning journey, right? Like whether we're learning a different yeah. you know, way to hold our baby while we're nursing or we're learning a different way to burp them or we're learning a different way to have a conversation about anxiety and bullying and navigating you know different conversations a topic we'll be talking about later this year is how do you have the birds and the bees conversation with your kids like all of those different things that you're going to figure out along the way, if you know that you're just trying, I really think you're winning at that point because no one has like the perfect answer and your home dynamic is not going to be exactly cookie cutter the same as anyone else's. So how you step into it's going to look a little differently. So I would love for you to think about whether in the beginning of your parenting journey or where you're at now with your girls being a little bit older What is one thing that you kind of always try to come back to, to ground yourself when maybe shame or guilt or confusion comes up in how you want to show up in parent? Is there something that you kind of hold on to that, you know, nope, this is like a value of ours as a family, or this is a value of mine as a mother that I come back to. And I know in this decision, if I am leaving the message of X, then I'm confident in my decision.
0: Oh, gosh, that's a hard question. You know, I think I just want my kids to be nice good people, right? We are a pretty relaxed household. I am not very stringent when it comes to a lot of things like food, for example. My kids can go grab a snack or they can eat whatever they want whenever they want if they're hungry. Um I don't put limits on food. We eat, you know, somewhat balanced diet, but my kids also eat like kids. Um, That's how Mm -hmm. I grew up. And I remember feeling very stressed going to a friend's house where there were rules around food. Like, what if I'm hungry and I can't eat anything? I don't know why that stuck out to me as a kid. Yeah. So that's, our house is very open. My kids can kind of come and go as they please, do what they want because I trust them and they've always grown up this way. So They also know that they can come and talk to us about anything. So we're very open about that as well. I want my kids to feel like they live in this house too. This is their house as well and not feel like they have all of these rules. Um, Yes, you know, they have chores. they, They have things that they have to do. They know when they come home, they get their homework done, but I don't want our house to be stressful. I want it to be a place where they can come and feel at home and feel relaxed. And so we've really we've really built that up over the past, you know, 11 years. And we are all homebodies. We love being home together. We all get along for the most part. My kids get along. And it's funny because, you know, I've never put up with, with fighting, talking back. Like my kids know, like if they talk back, oh, they're going to get it. You know, mom's going to be pissed. And, So they just don't do it anymore. Like they can tell me how they feel, but we're not gonna speak rudely to each other. And so we've just kind of always been that way. And so now all of those things, we don't have to think about it. It just kind of is natural. You wanna be open with your kids. So if your kids are little, right? You wanna have open, honest conversations because you want them to come to you if something's bothering them or something comes up at school. As your kids grow, they're away from you for, A lot of hours during the day, which adds up to a lot of hours during the week where you have no idea what's going on. So Mm -hmm. they're having issues with friends at school or, you know, something's going on. You want them to come and talk to you about it. You want to be open with them. You know, if they ask you a question, like you mentioned the birds and bees, if something comes up at school and they ask you a question, answer it honestly. And I've always done that. Like, I don't necessarily get into all the details at that moment. Cause it's always at like school drop-off where you have like two minutes and they're yeah. like, what's, what is sex? And you're like, Oh, we're this, is how we're going to start our morning. Um, but <laughs> you know, I, I just have always tried to give them truthful answers and the answers that they're ready for at that age. And so they've yeah. always felt open coming to me. And in and return, my older daughter always feels open to tell my younger daughter everything she's learned as well. So she's like, oh, I already know. Rylan told me. I'm like, oh, great. But I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully that helps you guys a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, everyone's going to walk the path of motherhood a little bit differently, but we can all learn something from someone else in the path that they've already walked as well. And I love that you're saying like age appropriate answers like that has been something that I've tried so hard to like learn and navigate. It's like, what is an age appropriate answer at this time for these things? And I think that it's great that we can find podcasts and other women that can help share that with us. I would love for you to talk a little bit about your podcast for one. So women know that they have that resource that they can tap into. And then I would love for you to talk about just a little bit more about how you navigate all these different things in your life currently, your business, motherhood, and just kind of what does a day in the life look like for you guys?
0: Um, I come and I sit in my closet like I am right now, and I <laughs> tune everybody else out. It's my favorite time of the week. We, <laughs> um, So my podcast is called Moms in Real Life, and my co-host, her name is Katie Kuhn. So Katie and I worked together. She was a lactation consultant at Modern Milk, and she recently moved to Oklahoma. Um, so we started this podcast together exactly a year ago. We just recorded our one-year episode, and it has nothing to do with... Breastfeeding or parenting classes. It is just sharing real life mom stories. So we have a new mom guest on each week and we go through a list of questions that we ask everyone. What is your family eating this week? How is your family sleeping? What is something you're loving right now? And oh gosh, what's the last question? I can't remember. And then we have a few that we throw in like, what's your most recent Amazon purchase, and just some like general things that all moms can talk about, right?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so we all go around and we kind of round table those questions, which is fun. And then we have our mom guests share a pertinent or memorable mom story. It could be funny, it could be sad, it could just be heartwarming or something that's has stood out to her as a mom story that she'll never forget. And so we have had the biggest range of stories shared on our show from like, a kid getting lost at the zoo. Um, my nephew, my when my sister was a guest who could not stop saying the F word all the time. And so some are funny, some are just really touching and memorable. Um, I think all are relatable, which is the biggest thing. It just really shows that all moms are connected in some way. And we are all like living the same shit show. Honestly, yes. we just can <laughs> connect over that. So I love doing the podcast. It's really fun and it's fun talking to all the new moms. So how do I balance it all? When my kids were little, I I didn't. I sucked at it. I think it is just impossible unless you have full-time help or your kids are in school full-time. You're always gonna feel like you're slacking in one area. Your house, your kids, your business, like something's gonna fall short. Have you ever seen or heard that quote that was like, there's three pillars of like motherhood or something. And it's like being a mom, being a business owner and like maintaining your house. And only two of those can be good at one time. So pick two. Yeah. Like I always felt like that. Actually, maybe only one. As my kids got older, it got a lot easier. Once my kids were both in school full time and I had one drop off and one pickup, it was life changing for me because I had a full eight hours a day that I could dedicate to work. Like I had my work hours and I was not distracted and pulled in a million different directions um, and losing my train of thought. So that was huge. But I think giving yourself some grace and kind of doing your best, it's never going to be perfect. And then keep a list of stuff that you need to get done. That is like my saving grace. I have three lists. I have a modern milk list, a kids list, and then like a home list. And if something pops in my head, I just write it down. And then when I have time, I look at my list and I see what I can check off. Otherwise, I just feel like um, I'm forgetting too many things. So, you know, and my kids are also at the ages where they're in a lot of activities. So when I pick them up from school at three, it is like game on. just getting started. So, yeah. (laughs) Who's going where? With whom? What do I need to bring? So-and-so softball uniform. It is like so crazy, the stuff you manage. And it's just a much different kind of busy than when your kids are younger. So- My workday ends at three. I just, I can't um, really manage all their activities and driving around and work at the same time. So Mm -hmm. I kind of have my set work hours and that helps me a lot too. I always check my email, like when I get home, when I have some downtime, just to make sure there's nothing emergent, but having those set work hours, I think can, can really help you feel a little bit more balanced. So you're not always going back and forth.
1: Yeah, I love that. So something that comes up a lot with the women in our community when they're trying to pursue goals and they're also trying to navigate motherhood is kind of, are they not giving their kids enough attention while they're trying to pursue their goals? And we know that there's seasons, right? Like when you're launching something big, you may be putting more attention into that. And like you said, now you tap out after three. So that's even just like your season within the day. What are, what is the advice that you would give that mom that's maybe feeling like, am I putting too much into this rather than my kids what and they're maybe carrying a little bit of guilt around their own personal identity and ambitions and maybe stepping away from their kids for that eight hours a day what would you tell that mom
0: you got to do what you got to do right and i think just if your kids are young they're not going to remember so that always made me feel better i'm like do you remember this no and i had that conversation with my mom once i'm like gosh like i call my mom and i'm like oh i did this today i feel like such a crappy mom And she's like, do you remember when you were five and X, Y, and Z happened and I did this and whatever? And I'm like, no. And she's like, see, it's fine. Your kids won't remember. And that's always (laughs) stuck with me. Um, So if they're young, maybe that'll make you feel a little bit better about it. And just explain, I think if your kids are a little bit older, just I always explain to them, okay, I have to work right now. This is like my work time. And then when I'm done, we're going to do this. So I think talking them through it is, is huge. So they can understand, see, look, mom's working, but in the end, I'm going to be able to do this and this and this. And so just being open with them and in what you're doing so that they know, like, oh, but when mom's done, we're going to sit down and we're going to like watch a movie together or read a book or whatever. So they can look forward to that. If you have friends with kids the same age and you can arrange some play dates. Um, I had a mom that we, we used to do that. So we worked, we both had our own businesses and our kids were in preschool and like, We had no time. And so there was a couple days a week where I would pick both girls up from school and I would have them the rest of the day. And she would, so she had a full day of work that she could get done full day where she could get as much done as she could. And then she did the same for me. Our kids got to play together and they had fun. And that was like a huge win for both of us because we got so much more accomplished. So, you know, your, your kids will be fine. I think if you're open and honest with them and, and it's great for them to see a mom, you know, working and achieving her goals too. So, you know, if your kid's old enough, maybe they could help you a little bit. Like I'll have my, my kids sometimes, Hey, can you draw this for modern milk? Or can you do this? And, and they think it's cool. So,
1: yeah, I love that. Is there any activity or thing that you do as a family that you would love to share, whether it's like a game night or a conversation that you guys have on a regular basis or an activity that's really special for you guys or a trip that you go on, you know, on a regular basis? What is something that you guys just love to do to come back together as a family?
0: We are a huge Disney family. And so we try to go to Disneyland every year around the holidays Um, we've done it since our oldest was like one or two years old and we, the only time we missed a year was like during COVID and we always look forward to that. We, we do the same things. We go to the same places. We stay at the same hotel. Like, um, it's just such a big tradition for us and we always talk about it. And my kids, they'll say like, can we still do this? Like when we're adults and we're like, yes, we are making you. (laughs) So I love that. Yeah, it is just, we love it so much.
1: There's actually a woman that I've connected with through our community and her daughter just turned 21. And she was like, what do you want to do for your 21st birthday? She's like, I'm planning us a trip to Disney. And she had the whole family go and they went to Disney for their 21st birthday and got to just have super fun. And I think it's creating those kind of pillars in your family and the things that you do together. And whether it's Disney or it's a game night, or it's even just camping or whatever it is, then that becomes core to your family. And it's so special. And I love that you've been able to create that and do that. Well, Stephanie, I would love for us to just start to wrap up with kind of the overall if you were just like, you know what, when I think back to like, if I had two messages that I was going to share with a mom, one from when you started and one from where you're at now. And maybe it's business related, maybe it's related to your own goals and ambitions, maybe it's how you care for yourself. What are kind of the two takeaways that you kind of have in your pocket that you really like are like, these are my two that I if I could give you any advice, this would be it.
0: Okay, so when it comes to business, one thing that I always try to remind myself is to stay in my lane. Don't let distractions pull you down. And that was something I learned from my husband because... So, social media can, can really get in your head and drag you down sometimes. So I try to like always put blinders on, stay in my lane, stay focused on what I'm doing on and try to do it the best that I can and not get distracted by, you know, what other people are saying or what other people are doing. And I think having a few things that you do, but do really well, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you have so many ideas and you're bouncing around and, you know, just focus on one or two things, but do it really well and stay focused on that. So that was one thing that really worked for me to stay focused in my business. As far as being a mom, I think um, <laughs> we kind of have this family motto that we learned from my daughter. She's nine and she is like the most laid back, cool kid, nothing phases <laughs> her, right? And she's always like, eh, it's fine about everything. It's fine. So... <laughs> I think as a mom, my husband and I always joke about that. We're always like, "Oh my gosh, if I'm worried about this," he's like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's fine." And <laughs> I'm like, "You know what? If she thinks everything's fine, maybe we're worrying too much. Uh, maybe, you know, a little bit too much about things." So, yeah. If if there's something that I'm like overwhelmed with or have anxiety about, I try to be like, you know, it's fine. It'll be fine in the end. I mean, I don't always just blow things off, but you know, I think sometimes we get so granular and what we're worrying about, but when we step back and look at the big picture, you know, maybe it's not that big of a deal, right? We're going to go through these yeah. hurdles with our kids, like, you know, toddlerhood and, and just all of these challenges along the way, like. We're all going to go through them. Nobody's going to have this perfect journey. And in the end, it is, it is going to be fine, right? You see that more with your second child, like the first one you always worry, and then the second one you mm-hmm. know from experience, like it's going to be fine. So I think kind of trying to take that step back and look at the big picture and know that most of the time it will be fine.
1: Yeah. Gosh, those were such great giveaways. Thank you. And I just totally put you on the spot. The, The first one, what really stuck out for me is how that's so applicable to really everything, like being good at what you're good at and not trying to be everywhere all the time. And I really think about that when it comes to motherhood or friendship or even in your home, like you may be looking in your home today and you may be like, oh, my gosh, I have this home project and that home project and all these things. Well, like, what if you just pick one to be good at? Like, what if you're like, you know what? This season of life, we're just going to be really good at getting the dishes done. Or this season of life, we're going to be really on top of like, sweeping the floor each day to just kind of pick one thing rather than expecting your house to be spotless all the time and maybe it's in your friendships like instead of being like I'm going to be the person that always texts and sends us a card and shows up here and all that like what if you just pick one thing to be like the friend that shows up there
0: I'm going to be the friend that everybody knows is going (laughs) to flake out and not show up (laughs) That's, that's my goal sorry guys I can't I'm too busy (laughs)
1: and that's okay though because you're setting those boundaries you're being clear and you're saying this is where I'm showing up in that way you're not being in every bucket 100% if in you're defining 100% right like you're like okay this is how I do show up as a friend but it might be flaking out on that event and it might be doing that other thing over there but I know I'm showing up here whether it's mom life or business life like you're creating this epic community and space for people to come and like really change their lives from the beginning of their motherhood journey, like that takes so much energy, that takes so much planning, that takes so much execution, that takes so much space that you're holding for all these women that are navigating all these things. And you're curating this life and this experience for them and making sure that they have the support that they need. That takes a lot of effort. So maybe when the friend's like, hey, you want to meet for coffee? You're like, I just can't because I am doing all these other things. And you know, it's important to understand you can't be 100% everywhere in every part of your life and you aren't going to be the Pinterest mom and the CEO, giant business owner and the most wonderful wife and the most groomed and most beautiful and all these things all by yourself 100%
0: of the time. No, it's not possible. Yeah, you just have to kind of Live your best life and whatever that looks like for you. Have friends that support you that are kind of in the same boat. If people are making you feel bad about your choices or making you feel guilty because you can't make that coffee, you know, maybe it's time to kind of like have a conversation with them and be like, look, this is just where I'm coming from right now. And, uh, and you know, we have seasons with our friends and with people coming in and out of our lives. And I think my closest friends that I have right now are my mom friends who have kids the same age because we all get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's you know, that's just kind of how life is when you have kids it ebbs and flows
1: Yeah, and I think it's being clear with like how can you support that friendship if you want to like you don't have to keep every friendship Like you're saying like and they can have seasons but if you're like, okay This friendship looks like this right now where maybe it's just a text message Like even once a quarter like you can check in with someone once a quarter and be like hey thinking of you And that might be all that your friendship is for this season, or it might be hanging out at your kids activities. It might be building your friendship that way. So I think it's just figuring out what, what is good for you. And like you said, having the conversations Mm -hmm. when you need to, what your priorities
0: are. I mean, my kids play club sports. And so most weekends we're at tournaments Saturday and Sunday, we bring a cooler, we are there all day. And so my friends know that like, a lot of their kids play softball too. It's like, I can't, we have softball, you know, and I have other friends who's, who aren't in that phase and they're like, you can miss a tournament. And it's like, no, actually we can't because we have like two kids playing and it's like, we have to split up. And I just, you know, I'm like, maybe once softball's over, we can hang out, but people just know that's kind of my life right now. So, yeah. and my good friends, we all understand and we're kind of all in the same boat. We help each other out and we pick each other's kids up and it's really cool to to have those friendships.
1: Yeah. And I was just going to say, you know, I'm not in that season yet, but the first thing that came to my mind is like, invite them to come. Like if it's that important to them, like be like, you know what? I have this going on. If you want to come, this is where I'll be. Yeah. Come-, <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> come hang out with me. This is where I'm going to be. Come along. If they're able to do that and make that schedule, like, I always try to find a way that I can say yes. Right. Like what would be a way that would feel good for me to say yes. And in that scenario, like, You know, I'm I'm not in that scenario right now, but that's the first thing that came to mind. Like if I if that friend wants to see me, I'm going to be like, well, this is where I'm going to be. You want to come with? Come hang out. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a great solution. I like that. That's
1: awesome. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for coming. I am so excited to get more of the breastfeeding resources that you have in our Mama House Goals app. So if you were coming into this conversation, you're like, I need help here. You can connect with Stephanie specifically on breastfeeding resources and lactation and get a little more support. We'll have all of her information in the show notes here, including her online course for you. And if you are local to Arizona, definitely figure out how you can get into the Modern Milk community. Stephanie, is there anything that you would like to share with our community? And what is the best way for them to support you on the internet and connect with you?
0: Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me. This was really fun talking to you. We'll have to have you on my podcast, Moms in Real Life, and have you share a mom story. So you can listen to Moms in Real Life anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can check us out, modernmilk.com, Instagram, at modernmilk. All of our classes and um, links are online and in our link and bio on Instagram you can send us a dm if you have any questions but we'd love to connect with you
1: thank you so much stephanie appreciate this conversation so much moms thank you so much for listening in as always follow us on instagram leave a five-star review and rating wherever you're listening to your podcast and share a takeaway tell stephanie what really resonated with you today tag us both in your stories and we will see you next week